Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 604. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Please tell us whether you'd like to have a CD or an audio tape. They're free, including the postage and handling. I don't believe in selling the Word of God or the explanations that the Lord has given me, which are absolutely unique. Um, They're free to you. Uh, You should... As a matter of fact, it's a commandment to give tithes and offerings so that we can reach out further than we are. Uh, we need uh, your help. If you want to be part of this work, you can do it by tithing if you can't do anything else. But do it. Do something while you're still alive because you're not going to be able to do anything after you uh, die. I've got a strong message today again. We're still uh, we're continuing on in the book of Joshua. The Lord, I... Uh, told the Lord because I kept finding out that people were doing things in the church that were not, uh, I thought they were reading the Bible, the older Christians with the younger ones, and they weren't. And so I really prayed to the Lord, Lord, they're not teaching the brothers and sisters in the church. And he said, you teach them. And I thought, well, I'm supposed to write a new piece of literature every month. And uh, how am I going to do that? And he says, you teach them. And so I that's how this uh, radio broadcast eventuated, because I'm teaching not only the people in our church, but doors open to where I could be on the air. And so it's of the Lord for you to learn as well. And many pastors are uh, learning a lot from this ministry. Uh, I've got letters and songs, I, uh, and uh, let's get up to the throne now and get the anointing of God on this program. Father, um, we pray that you'll be kind to us as always, just knowing that we're saved and knowing that we're on our way to heaven is just the greatest blessing that we could ever possibly have. uh, I just pray that everyone in the church will realize how important it is to be thankful for the things that you've given us all the different things salvation primarily the kingdom of heaven primarily you've given yourself that we can have these things and have the um, everything that the kingdom of heaven uh, rewards those that love you and keep your commandments so father uh, anoint everything that's said on this program Open uh, our hearts to receive whatever it is that you're going to give us today. Those that are lost, uh, those that are in the uh, your body, that uh, are possibly thinking about slipping away or fading away, let them not have let this not happen, Lord. We don't want that to happen. We pray that those in the government. Uh, governments all over the world will hear this uh, word of yours and be cut to the quick and receive what you say that they don't have to go to hell that they can enter into the kingdom of heaven as well we pray lord that everyone uh, becomes a born-again christian and that they continue serving you in the name of jesus i pray that you Bind Satan, rebuke him, Father God, with all might in the name of Jesus and open doors for us, uh, mighty doors that we never even would be able to think of. In Jesus' name I pray and everyone says amen.
Amen. All right, now here I am singing a Stuart Hamlin song. Uh, Stuart Hamlin wrote This Old House and a, a score of number one gospel hits. This one is called, and this is our orchestra and choir backing me up, and it was arranged by the arranger. I can't remember his name. He did all the arranging for Sonny and Cher TV program. But here it is, Of God I Sing. Praise the Lord. I pray that those backsliders will catch the words of the Lord and stop being judges and let God's word judge you because this is the word that we're going to be judged by when we enter the kingdom of heaven when or when we stand judgment. God isn't going to pull out another rule book on us. He's going to judge us from the very Bible that we have with us today. That's why it's so important for us to read the Word and um, 
use the Word of God as a rule of thumb as to whether we're going to have a good judgment or an evil one. Uh, if you're doing something that the Bible says that you're not supposed to do, when, then repent of it. Don't do it any longer. Otherwise, you're uh, not going to make it. Now, the Bible says that we're all supposed to, if we're the body of Christ, no one is going to hate your own body or a body part. I want every part of my body. I want my fingers, toes, everything. I want my eyes, whatever's left of my eyesight, my ears, all my faculties. And so, therefore, we're not to hate any member of the Lord's body. Now, we are his body, and so we are to love one another and stay in unison with each other, to help each other. If you see something that needs to be done and no one else is noticing it, well, then this is the burden of the Lord for you to take care of. Some people say, well, I didn't put that there, but I know it was wrong that it's there. Then pick it up and put it away because the Lord will honor that type of um, benevolence. Uh, if you didn't put it there, so what? You're part of the body of Christ and help whoever it is that uh, needs to... Uh, we have inspections, you know, people come and look at what we have and they see that the things that we have uh, are in order or else they're going to see that the things that we have uh, are the properties or whatever are in disorder. And so everybody has to be sure to keep this uh, house of God clean and to keep it uh uh, bright and cheery and airy to where uh, things don't stink like somebody sprayed flowers and uh, plastic flowers and it stunk the whole bandstand up in the church the whole platform the pulpit area and anyone uh, they just uh, do things uh, some people in the church that they're not authorized to do they think that they are you know, doing good uh, plastic flowers are not uh, my cup of tea, and they aren't anything that enhance the church. And so I don't want them in the church. They didn't ask, can we put plastic flowers that stink on the platform area in one of our churches, the church in Los Angeles, and I heard about it, and so I told them to throw it out. Um, my son was there and reported it. Horrible. And uh, every detail matters. Uh, you go into courthouses and to, into different uh, uh, secular buildings, buildings uh, all over the world, and you don't see things like that unless uh, you go down uh, to areas like Skid Row where people have never been raised properly and they think they're beautiful and so they staple them to the wall or something. This is not my cup of tea. I love... I uh, love class, classy things. I don't want anybody in the church that uh, is going to just usurp authority and do things like that. If you ask, then it's no big deal. I just tell you no, and then that's the end of it. Okay, all right. Now we have uh, some letters, amen. What is the first letter from? From Zambia, Africa. Dear World Pastor Tony Alamo, greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I hope and trust that you are doing fine. I want to thank you for the Bibles, T-shirts, and newsletters which you sent to me. I distributed the newsletters within two weeks, and a lot of people have found Jesus through your newsletters. 
I feel good to be one of the distributors of your literature, because I know that this is the great commission which our Lord Jesus Christ gave us. I trust the Lord to do more and open an office for distributing the newsletters here. Okay, I don't have an office. I just operate out of wherever I'm at. And so it's a waste of money to get an office. Sue and I always operated out of houses and everything until the Lord opened a door uh, to uh, where we had enough finances to get a church. And then we operate out of the church. And so a lot of people want uh, to build a church or to build something we've uh, never for years built a church. We uh, uh, bought a, a church finally over on the Sierra Highway, and we still have it. This is going back around uh, close to 40 years ago, and uh, we still have it there. Uh, many, time, many times the government keeps uh, continuing to take the church away to destroy it because they don't want the uh, gospel of Christ. Uh, they don't want God's word. They don't want God. They don't want the people of God. And so they uh, make up all kinds of stories. And you see them arresting people that I don't know whether they're of the Lord or not, but they don't have the constitutional right. If there was such a thing as the Constitution anymore, they don't have the right to go march in and uh, take a bunch of people. It's like communism, uh, uh, communist China or Russia, where they come in and break up an entire church. First of all, if they're 16 years old, according to the Bible, and that's what we're supposed to be able to have, is the freedom to preach the Bible the way it really is. Isaac was married to Rebecca. She was, uh, he was 37 years old and she was 10. Now, some people make issue with that. Uh, Joseph was married to uh, Mary, when she was very young, maybe even younger than that, they never had sexual relationships, but they were married. Kings, even to this day, make arrangements. If one uh, buddy, uh, one of them has a, a baby girl, and another one has a baby boy, they make uh, arrangements that they're going to be married when they become, when they reach puberty. This is a common thing in the Bible and in the world. And uh, so we have an antichrist government now that doesn't believe in marriage. They believe in homosexuals being with homosexuals, lesbians with lesbians. And so we know uh, that this is totally against God. And so they're trying to browbeat people. They even give them tax rewards for being a homosexual, uh, whereas God destroys them. And the people that are of the world, these different lobbyist groups, uh, the, one of the strongest lobbyist groups in the world today is the homosexuals. They pay uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars to make laws in Washington uh, to uh, allow people to be married to homosexual with homosexual, women with women. And... Uh, uh, these greedy politicians will take, uh, uh, they get greased, they give them a lot of money if they'll uh, put it into law and put it into the Senate and Congress to where they vote upon it and all the congressmen, senators, many of them are greased, given uh, money to make these evil laws. And so this isn't a government uh, you know, even I don't believe in the government of the people, by the people. I believe for the people, and if it's going to be for the people, then it's going to be God's government. 
because there isn't anything that's for the people today. Uh, the things keep getting worse and worse, and it's going to continue on. And so God is smiting the earth until people wise up and get the understanding of the Lord. And uh, that uh, judgment is going to begin first at the house of God because the people of the Lord are actually receiving the things of the Antichrist. Again, I keep saying it, the Bible says that the whole world is deceived in the last days just before Jesus comes back to earth again. They're doing everything the exact opposite of what God tells them to do. Like the Jews would be returned to their homeland and now they're fighting the Jews and uh, these Antichrist, uh, these people that are puppets of the Antichrist that have become Antichrist himself, want the Jews to sit down with the devil and make some kind of um, pact with them. And uh, you cannot um, make deals with the devil. You have to resist the devil and he'll flee from you. If you don't resist Satan, he's going to gobble you up and have you for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And so that's why we have to unite like the people of Israel under Moses and under Joshua to be very strong and courageous as Moses and Joshua were and um, do what uh, the Lord tells us to do. And when I'm saying we have to fight these governments, I'm saying that we all need to pray. The, the people of the Lord don't pray. They don't pray against the Antichrist. Uh, there's a, a few of us that do, but the majority, like all of Israel, all of the United States, prays uh, for uh, us, for the Antichrist to go away, for God to destroy the Antichrist. No, you don't. I mean, you're into fun and games, drugs, sports, all kinds of different things. Your mind is occupied with nonsense. Okay, we have to be as zealous, even more zealous than the Antichrist. Because there are so many diversions that the Antichrist has, but in the body of Christ there can be no diversions. We have to keep our minds stayed upon the Lord and to love one another. In other words, keep the commandments between, before one another. We have to keep the commandments before each other or else we are not going to... Uh, we're not going to make it. So God is going to take a lot of us out of this world soon. He's going to destroy the world. He said if he didn't shorten the time, and uh, we're in the time zone now, but soon we'll be in eternity. And God is going to end time. Otherwise, no flesh will be able to, uh, to, uh, to survive because uh, the government itself, the Antichrist government itself is poisoning food. They're allowing um, people that raise cattle to put medicines, hormones, and all kinds of medicine into them to where it's killing people. And this is going on. I don't have time to tell of all the contaminations that are in food today. It's uh, You have to pray over your food because it's poisoned. And the sprays that are being used today. So pray over your food before you eat. The Lord tells you to do that. Okay, so that you don't become poisoned. Don't play with snakes. Stay away from them. If accidentally, like uh, the Apostle Paul gets bitten by a snake, it won't hurt you. But if you go and start playing with snakes, 
uh, poisonous snakes or anything like that. That's tempting the Lord, and you will die. All right, let's hear this letter. People in our region love your newsletters, and this has made my work very easy. I want to request four extra-large T-shirts for the four evangelists who have been helping me in distributing your newsletters. I also want to request ten Bibles to be given to new converts. I would also love to request more of your newsletters to distribute. I will be very grateful if my requests are granted. Yours in Christ, S. Stephen, from Copper Belt, Zambia, Africa. Praise the Lord. Uh, one of the people in my church I just asked yesterday, how do you reach the throne of God? He's been in the church for a while. Well, the way you reach the throne of God is uh, how close can God, God can't get any closer to us than he is. He's uh, in us. Uh, he's uh, Our heart is uh, the throne and he sits there on the throne. So but to reach the throne of God, he's right inside you folks. And all you need to do is just say, Father, I know you're in me, Jesus. You're in me, Holy Spirit, you're in me. And I need to talk, I need to hear from you. And that's how easy it is. The words, the simplicity of the gospel has always been something that stumbles people because it's so simple that even a five-year-old child, a five-year-old child can understand it. And so... Uh, when you start thinking of all the different diversions today, it seems hard to reach God, but that's the simplest thing to have God, uh, Christ in you, who is God, with his Father by the Spirit, the full Godhead in you, and then he's right there. How much closer could a God get than a God that enters into you and is in you? And uh, so this is the way, brother, that you get a hold of God. He's in you. He can. He knows what every thought that you have, and he knows every all your intentions, and he knows if you intend to serve him, and if you do, you're reading his word and praying to him and meditating with him. Lord, you're in uh, in me. Now that scripture that I just read, give me the full meaning of it, Father. I'm praying, thanking, and praising you for being so near to me. Open up the scriptures to me, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's. Um, Give me something from, show me, uh, Father, where to read. Old Testament, New Testament, uh, okay, what part of the Old Testament? The first five books, uh, the second five books, the third five books. Uh, where, where do you want me at? Uh, or the third five chapters of the first book, or the second five chapters of uh, Genesis, or the third five uh, chapters, five chapters. And then the Lord will tell you, and he loosens up on you, and you can feel the Lord dealing with you. All right, now, you have another letter. Yes. Oh, let's hear it. Where is it from? From Nigeria, Africa. Okay, let's go. Dear sir, greetings from our Lord Jesus Christ to you, and may his grace abide with you forever. Amen. I was grateful when I laid hands on the Messiah book and the newsletters that you sent. They blessed me and also helped me during witnessing and visitation. And all who receive them with great interest are being blessed by the newsletters and the Messiah book, which carried the true plan of salvation. The newsletters you sent to me have been distributed, and many people were saved by them. Also, some pastors from other ministries came for more copies because it is of great help to them in their churches. I accept your invitation to be a distributor of your literature here in Nigeria. To start with, I hereby request more copies of the Messiah book 
10 Bibles, 200 different newsletters, and other tracts that will be of help to us during evangelism. In 1985, I was born again and started helping plant churches from village to village. In the year 1994, I was ordained a full-time evangelist into the ministry. I knew that a great task had been committed into my hands that cannot be done alone by me. God told me it shall come to pass that he will bring a group of people that I shall work together with to enhance the work of the gospel and fulfill his will and his purpose for my life. Please, I need your assistance greatly as an evangelist. This is true. You know, we all have to work together as one body. Uh, some people call it a group, but the Bible calls it the body of Christ. And we can't oppose one another. Now, the Antichrist, we can oppose them because there's a lot of churches that say they're the church of God and they are not the church of God at all. They're the devil. And they want everybody, even born-again Christians, to join up with the demonic cults and the biggest cult in the world, the uh, Roman Catholic cult. But we're not allowed to do that. We have to keep ourselves separate. And I was telling and mentioning on yesterday's tape that one of the people stood up and said, the soup is poison. So they took him into the prayer room, and I told him, that's the exact opposite of what you should have done. You should have called me. And from now on, when somebody does something like that, you just take him out of the church, get him in a car, and take him down the hill. Because nobody has ever done that in the church before. The food is wholesome, and so you can't have people in the church that do that. It'll upset the whole church. You have to have positive people in the church. No one has ever died from our food, and it's been years since anyone has ever died in our church. Uh, the Lord has preserved us. All right, and so when I pray, even storms go around us. There's storms all the way around us, but right there around us, there is like uh, right in our presence, there's birds chirping and everything, and the sun is beaming down, and you can see the rain coming down all around us. And this is what the two witnesses can do. They can stop the heavens from it raining, and they can stop tornadoes, and they can stop the wind and the sea from raging so if you have the Lord, check it out. See, you have the same power that the Lord said. If he's in you, then uh, consult the Lord. Uh, consult me, and I'll, uh, I'll pray with you. Okay, then go ahead. Finish off. I always go out for crusades, but I cannot do it alone. Let us work together. Please, sir, we want you to arrange a public crusade for us in Nigeria. Though your Christian materials are doing a great work here, we still need your presence. Well, you know, I try to go, uh, everybody wants me to go to different to countries, and I'm only one person, but the thing is, is if the Lord is with you, you will be able to get it done, and just pray for guidance from the Lord, and if there are any questions you have, call me, email me, or uh, write me, and I will send uh, complete instructions for you, and I'll get the, the instructions from the Lord. There was a person that uh, I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit from a Mexican preacher. His name was Robert Aguri. He used to be with the, um, while he was alive, he was with the Four Square Church. And he was um, uh, wanting to arrange, he saw this magnificent preacher. Uh, he, and at his meeting, there were like thousands of people being sa uh, saved and also healed. And so he wanted to, to do the promotion for this man. He wanted him 
to go to a certain region of Mexico and preach the gospel. And um, Robert Aguri said, I, uh, I got uh, all the permits and everything, and it was hard because they didn't want him in the area, but he made a way, he got a big uh, area because uh, hundreds of thousands of people would come to his meetings. And uh, he said people uh, would bring him in on stretchers and they'd walk out. He said people would come in on crutches, and there were piles of crutches all over the place. It was really God that was merciful to the Mexican people because so many of them are um, Catholics, and they don't know uh, the power of God uh, because they don't have the power of God in that church. It's full of uh, false doctrines and false miracles and everything. So. He wanted this man to be there, and he saw even people raised from the dead. They'd bring him in in caskets, and they'd come out of the caskets. And so he said, uh, all of a sudden, this uh, man was coming. It was the day before this big meeting. And um, what happened is they arrested the man and put him in prison, in jail. And so he says... uh, Father, he's in his hotel room. Robert Gray was praying to God. He's in the actual jail, and he's not going to. They're not going to let him out until in a week or so. What are we going to do? And he was just crying and praying to God with all of his heart and soul. And this man could pray. And all of a sudden, the Lord appeared right in the room, and he said to him. You preach. The Lord is in you. I'm in you. You go and preach. And he says, but the Lord, I mean, he, all kinds of healings come when he preaches. And he says, you preach and I'll do the healing. <laughs> Hallelujah. That really got me. And so he uh, received it. So he went out there and preached. And he says, oh, God, you know, <laughs> keep uh, back of me up, Jesus, you know. So he's there and hears hundreds of thousands of people. And he said, folks, this uh, brother that I had coming here um, stated that uh, they, what they did is arrested him and put him in jail. He won't be here today. And I called on the Lord, and the Lord told me uh, for me to preach. And, oh, this man was such a good preacher, incredible. And he said, but Lord, this man, uh, there's healings uh, in his uh, I saw thousands upon thousands of people healed. And the Lord told me, you do the preaching and I'll do the healing. And he was looking at him just like I did when I saw the vision of Jesus. And then, uh, so he went out there and he said he could literally see Jesus walking through the crowds and people were falling out every place where Jesus was. They would be falling out and they're saying, I can see, I can see, I'm healed, I can walk. I mean, I can tell I'm healed, all of them, all over the place. And people would come in with uh, caskets with dead people in, and he'd go down and lay hands on them, and they'd raise up from the dead in these caskets. These kind of things have happened in these third world countries 
many times in Indonesia that happened also because those people are miserably in the clutches of the uh, Muhammad and uh, the Lord has uh, healed there was a man there that was supposed to uh, uh, they buried this man and he'd been dead and rotten and he'd been in the ground for over uh, four or five months and so the man this hit all the newspapers the press was there and so they uh, he kept trying to get permits to dig this man because God told him you dig the man up and you uh, embrace him and he will be healed and raised from the dead and so a man came to our church with the newspaper articles and the proof of it and he said all the media were uh, very skeptical about it. They were there to put the man down. So finally, after about a year, they got all the permits together and they had the people there in these suits where they and spray to spray this man. And so they dug him up and they opened up the casket and uh, he uh, says, Brother Romero, or whatever his name was, uh, he grabbed him by an argument says, be uh, raised up from the dead in the name of Jesus. And he, all the flesh came upon him, and he rose up, and everybody in the crowd, including the hardcore news media, fell on their faces and gave their hearts to the Lord. Now this is the kind of miracles that we need today in the United States of America and throughout the entire world, and this is going to happen only when we become one unit the body of christ and when we do that god is going to do miracles just as he instead of uh, killing all these people uh, that you see that he had joshua killing he's going to save hundreds of millions of people in these last days and i saw the newspaper articles they were not fake and this man himself was a reporter and that, that uh, caused him to get saved and all he was doing was going from one church to the other, showing these things to the people of the church. And people in the churches, people that were dead, in, uh, they were just uh, not, they were uh, totally uh, without zeal. And when they saw this, these a lot of people got turned on to the Lord at that time. And these are things, with God, uh, nothing is impossible. They dug that man up from the dead after he had been dead and in the ground for over one year. It took at least six months to get the permits. God told him to dig him up and he would raise him from the dead as a sign that God is still alive. And so this person, you know, you want me to come to these different countries on crusades? Uh, do it yourself. You have the Lord in you. Have faith. And just believe. Amen? Amen. You can do as good as uh, if Christ is in you. And the Lord has given you this burden. It sounds very much like this uh, testimony of Robert Ruggeri, uh who did the preaching and the Lord healed more people the night that he was preaching than he did with the other brother that got put in jail. All right? So hopefully this uh, testimony of these two people will encourage you enough to do your own and all the people of the Lord. I mean, even though you still have to follow the leader, the one that is the preacher and the teacher, uh, you still have the power of God in you. 
even the disciples, they, um, they followed Jesus and they were doing miracles as well. Young baby Christians like Stephen and was doing tremendous miracles. Amen? Amen? You don't have to take a back seat to be a person that can do miracles. All you must do is believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and believe his word that you have uh, him in you and his power is in you. All you are is a dead corpse. A, um, you're supposed to be an open corpse, an open cadaver for Christ with his Father by the Spirit to live in. And whatever he says he can do, he can do in your body, my body, anybody's body that has the faith to believe. All right? Amen. So finish the letter off, please. May God strengthen you and give you adequate power and resources to fulfill your mission. We shall be very grateful for your favorable reply. Yours in his royal service, Evangelist Benson from Ondo State, Nigeria. Okay, Evangelist Benson, God bless you. And start, uh, you know, believing God for miracles uh, through you. All right. And any questions you may have, ask the Lord or or ask me. You know, uh, I uh, I will do my best to answer any question you have. All right. Then uh, that's it on the letters. We always pray that there would be more time, but it's only an hour program. That's all we have, and now we're in the back in the book of Joshua, and uh, let's start at verse 23 of chapter 12, Karen. The king of Dor in the coast of Dor, one. The king of the nations of Gilgal, one. Verse 24. Now these are all uh, different nations that the people of Israel, uh, under the leadership, of course, of God, but his man on earth at that time, Joshua had destroyed. Then what? And we destroy all these different uh, pockets of evil in this world by preaching the gospel to them. And we have to have complete faith that the Lord is going to give us victory over them. And we all have to be uh, loving one another, keeping the commandments before one another, not fighting one another. We have to be one with each other and full of zeal to be one with each other and help one another. Okay, in order for us to have these miracles, to destroy and pull down and throw down to the ground the evil doctrines that are in this world today. Go ahead. Verse 24, the king of Tirzah won, all the kings, 30 and 1. 31 kings. 31 different kings destroyed by the people of Israel. Now, that was quite a feat that they should, God should destroy Egypt. But then um, Jericho, and then Ai, and then all these other kings, 31 kings all together. Okay? And so uh, Christ, is with his Father by the Spirit, will even do more through us in these last days. Now we're on for, uh, chapter 13. Ah, uh, now Joshua was old and stricken in years. And the Lord said unto him, Thou art old and stricken in years. And go ahead, continue on, Sharon. And there remaineth yet very much land to be possessed. So there's more than 31. They already took care of 31, but there's more now. Okay, so this is the land that yet remains all the borders of 
of the keep going Philistines and all Geshurai verse 3 from Sihor which is before Egypt even unto the borders of Ekron northward which is counted to the Canaanite five lords of the Philistines the Gazathites and the Ashdothites the Eshkelonites the Gittites and the Ekronites also Avites Verse 4, from the south, all the land of the Canaanites, and Mira, that is beside the Sidonians, unto Aphek, to the borders of the Amorites. Verse 5, and the land of the Giblites, and all Lebanon, toward the sun rising, from Baal Gad, unto Mount Hermon, unto the entering into Hamath. Yeah, now I want to just interject something here. In the New Testament, we don't go any longer uh, kill. Uh, we don't own guns, uh, weapons, any kind of uh, thing like that. For though we walk in the flesh, in other words, the Lord is in us, Jesus with his Father by the Spirit, we do not war uh, as the flesh wars like uh, these people here. Because it's the New Testament now. For the, We're covered with the blood of Jesus and he lives in us. And so we can pray to him, and he'll pull down the strongholds for us, as long as we keep his commandments. If there's people in the church that are causing trouble and confusion and are just doing things on purpose to try to anger leadership and all these things, these people, uh, nothing good is going to ever happen to them at all. So uh, so it, even though we do not war, we, we walk in the flesh, but we do not a war as the flesh wars, or after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare, the weapons of our militia, are not carnal, but much more mighty than uh, carnal weapons. The weapons of our warfare, our uh, militia, are not carnal, but uh, they are mighty, carnal. Carnality is not mighty, it's weak. But what we have is mighty in God or through God to the pulling down of strongholds or through God for the destruction or the pulling down of fortresses, of strongholds, casting down people's imaginations. People imagine themselves to be something but they, if they're walking in the flesh and not in the spirit, they're nothing. Uh, don't uh, take their advice. Uh, don't uh, fellowship with them. Uh, turn your back on them because they're nothing. And if, um, you know, we're not supposed to follow them. And don't be discouraged if people in your family or in the world don't receive what you're saying. The Bible says that you're not supposed to do anything. Just... Uh, shake the dust of your feet off to him and go to somebody that will receive the gospel. We haven't got time to argue with people that are not of the Lord. We just don't have the time for it. So we have to cast down imaginations or the way that we think or imagine that the Lord wants to be uh, um, served. But we are destroying the reasonings, the plots, and the arguments of satanic people. 
And every uh, person that thinks they're high, every high thing, or a haughty, haughty person that exalts themselves with their arrogance and, and exalts himself, itself against the knowledge of God. I'm telling you what the knowledge of God is, and the Lord says that his people perish for the lack of knowledge. And we have to bring down, bring into captivity by the power of God, by the spiritual realm, the captivity, every thought of ours to the obedience of Christ, and every thought of everyone else's to the obedience of Christ, and having in a readiness to revenge or punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Well, my obedience with the Lord is fulfilled. And when somebody stands up in my church and says there's poison in the soup, uh, what I do is I take them down the hill immediately. I don't take them to the prayer room. They're already too far gone for that. So um, we must be baptized into the Lord's death. That's uh, Romans chapter 6, verse 3 through 14. I just read to you 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 6 before that. So, uh, if you uh, think that you're in the army of the Lord and that God's going to move for you, uh, because uh, if you live according to the flesh, you will die. You cannot uh, go against the Spirit of the Lord. The Word of God is spirit and it's life. And he tells you to be one body, not to be divided. Your leg can't be down the street and your uh, other leg down the, the across town. Everybody must be following a leader, especially one that you see that has been as successful in the spiritual realm as I have been, or the Apostle Paul, or any other people that have been called supernaturally as I have in the Lord. So, so because if you live according to the flesh, in other words, the opposite of the word of God, you will die. But uh, through the Spirit, you put to death the works of the flesh, uh, you will live. The Lord said, this is common sense, isn't it? Yes. Okay, so, for if we wrestle not against flesh, we don't wrestle against flesh. Because I'm a spiritual person. I'm a spiritual wrestler. I'm a spiritual fighter. I fight in the spirit. I am more powerful than Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant and all the other wrestlers put together. I'm more powerful than any boxer in the world because I'm fighting successfully the United Nations, the, anti, the entire Antichrist regime. I am fighting uh, a foe much larger than David fought. Goliath is a chump in comparison to the evil that I'm uh, able to fight because I have more Bible than David did. And so I'm able to fight in the spirit uh, a, a foe much more powerful than him. But yet this foe has no more power than Goliath. But I don't fight him with stones or slingshots. I, I fight him because I, I am with God, and God is with me. And if God be with me, who could be against me? Amen? Amen. Uh, nobody can be against me and win. 
So why uh, do you want to die and go to hell? Listen to what I have to say. Let's continue on in Joshua here. Verse 6. All the inhabitants of the hill country from Lebanon unto Mizrephoth Maam, and all the Sidonians, them will I drive out from before the children of Israel. Only divide thou it by lot unto the Israelites. So the Lord's saying, look, as you had, you destroyed 31 kings, but there's a lot more, and I'm going to, I'm going to drive them out for you. And that's what I want the Lord to do, is to drive out these satanic beings. There has to be more than just me that has got the intestinal fortitude to come against Satan. Satan is a weak and beggarly spirit that has been destroyed by the Lord. And I have confidence that if the Lord is in me, then all things are possible. Only believe. Amen? Amen. Okay, keep going. Only divide thou it by lot unto the Israelites. So I'm going to give you all the country, so just divide it with the brothers and sisters of the children of Israel. Okay, then what else? For an inheritance, as I have commanded thee. Verse 7. Now therefore divide this land. Now if God has given Israel as an inheritance to the Jews, who do the Palestinians or the Muslims or the Catholics think they are that they can come in there and take that land away from the Jews? The Jews actually should chase those weasels out of there. Okay? In the natural. But in the spiritual realm now, they should preach the gospel. They should get saved and preach the gospel to them so that those people will be saved and be able to live among them in peace. Amen? Because I love the Arabic people and I love the Palestinian people and the Lord loves them too, but they've got to stop warring against Israel and the Israelis have to be saved. The Palestinians must be saved. They must stop this uh, carnal war and war after the Holy Spirit. Amen? They have to become spiritual. They walk in the flesh, but they can't war according to the flesh. They have to war according to the Spirit. Okay? Then nobody gets hurt, except people that refuse. Okay, then go. Divide this land for an inheritance unto the nine tribes and the half-tribe of Manasseh. Verse 8, with whom the Reubenites and the Gadites have received their inheritance, which Moses gave them beyond Jordan eastward, even as Moses the servant of the Lord gave them. Verse 9, from Aror, that is upon the bank of the river Arnon, and the city that is in the midst of the river, and all the plain of Mediba and unto Dibon. Verse 10, and all the cities of Sihon king of the Amorites, which reigned in Heshbon, unto the border of the children of Ammon. Okay, I see my time is up. Let's continue this uh, tomorrow. And uh, right now, it's the, uh, those of you people that want to be on the winning team, you can see from uh, the book of Genesis through, through the entire book of Revelations that those that are with God and that uh, He for you, no one could be against you. You could be healed. You are healed if you take him as your God and you have defense. We need defense more than any, any, any uh, time in this world. The whole world has gone crazy. We, at this time, we are not allowed to be crazy anymore. So say this prayer so that the Lord will save your soul. Say, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father, raised Jesus from the dead by your Spirit, 
by the power of the Holy Spirit. You are the Holy Spirit. Wash all my former filthy sins away. I open the door of my heart and invite you, Father, Jesus, Father, Holy Spirit, into me. Wash all those filthy sins, uh, my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Your word says that all that call upon the name of the Lord, all, no matter how many sins you've committed before, if you'll just stop sinning by calling uh, by calling Christ and his Father and the Holy Spirit into you, you will be saved and have the power to resist sin. So, Lord, I've done this, therefore I know you've heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Let's raise your hands and praise the Lord. And from now on, read only the King James Version of the Bible, unless you're Spanish and can only understand Spanish. We translate this into different languages. Uh, and uh, Sharon, tell them how they can receive a copy of this program, number 604, 604. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370, or fax to area code 479-782-7406. All right, praise the Lord. This is World Pastor Tony Alamo saying uh, God bless you and listen again tomorrow for guidance to heaven and away from hell. Uh, a lot of people request this song. A lot of people say this is my the favorite song that I sing. It's called Onward Christian Soldiers. So that's what we have to do. We have to continue on just as Joshua did here, uh, but in the spirit, uh, continue on in the spirit of God in Jesus' name. So, Play it. Onward, Christian soldiers. National attention has been focused on banner headlines proclaiming Christians are being kidnapped, tortured, committed to mental institutions, accused of brainwashing and mind control. Arise, Christian America. The King is coming. Hold fast. The day of the Lord is here. Onward, Christian soldiers, marching as to of Jesus going on before Christ the royal master leads against the that